Hello and welcome to the very first episode of The Gay Agenda, Building Queer Families. So let's talk about what is this podcast going to be and who am I? So first, let's talk about the name of the podcast and kind of what it's going to entail. So this is called The Gay Agenda, Building Queer Families. The reason I picked The Gay Agenda is I, I just always thought it was kind of a funny joke about how gay people, I say in quotes, um, you know, they have some sort of agenda of like taking over the world and making everything gay, which I mean, why would we not want that, right? Um, and just FYI, I use the word queer a lot. I know that some people don't like that word. I do. I talk about it all the time. So if you don't like that, you might not want to listen to this podcast. Anyway. Uh, so I kind of picked that because it was almost like it's almost like a joke in my my tagline my bio that I'm spreading the gay agenda by making more queer families <laughs> and then eventually we'll just take over the world which again not not a bad idea so that is that and pretty much what we're going to be talking about in this podcast is anything related to queer family planning so you know different people's experiences uh, laws related to it. What are the different ways that you can build your queer family? Uh, I am going to give one disclaimer at the very first episode. One of the ways that you can build your queer family is through fostering or adoption. I will not be talking about that at least for a long time because I don't have experience and knowledge in that aspect of family planning. And so I'm not going to be talking about something that I don't know about or have experience in because it would just be empty information. Um, so if that is something you're interested in, I will do my best to find resources on that where you can get more information, but I hope to learn more about it eventually and add that into my services and helping people in that aspect, but I don't have that yet. So we'll work on that. But we will be talking about the other ways of making queer families, which can be through at-home insemination, IUIs, IVF, and surrogacy. So I do have experience in most of that. I don't have experience in at-home insemination, but most of the time, you know, we can still talk about that. That's not really that complicated. <laughs> so those are the things that we're going to be talking about. And also I'm gonna kind of like pepper in, hopefully eventually, some interviews. Um, I'm also gonna be talking about just kind of some things in the news. So maybe talking about things that affect queer family planning. So, you know, anything political, um, law related like for example we just had the Roe v Wade being overturned and whether whatever side you're on that uh, you know on that issue it does affect family planning um, especially because it involves things like surrogacy and IVF um, and you know a lot of that so we will definitely talk about you know things that we hear in the news um, just any kind of like cool things even like medical breakthroughs you know like I learned about something called InvoCell, which we will talk about that on one of our episodes. So if you're interested, you can Google it. Uh, so those are kind of the things we're going to talk about. Now, let me talk about myself and why am I doing this and why should you listen to me? <laughs> who's, who's this person talking about queer family planning? So my name is Jill Stewartson and I have quite a lot of experience in queer family planning because we are a queer family that planned our family. And we've done it in multiple different ways. Um, plus also one more thing I'll talk about. So let me kind of explain. Um, again, I am Jill, pronouns she, her. 
My spouse is AFAB, so A, F as in Frank, A, B as in boy, AFAB. That means, <laughs> B as in boy, no. So that means assigned female at birth. So my partner identifies as non-binary. They use they, them pronouns, but they are assigned female at birth. You'll see why I mentioned that. Um, so our first child was conceived via IUI. And so again, that means my womb and my eggs. Um, and then our second child was conceived through RIVF, which is reciprocal IVF. And a lot of the things I'm saying here, we'll totally have episodes and talk about what those things are. Um, but in short, that means my spouse, we used their eggs and my womb or uterus. Um, so technically, medically, I was a gestational surrogate already even though I, I wasn't te technically, and I kept the baby. So there you go. Um, don't put that in the news because that would make headlines. Just say Sonal surrogate keeps the baby. <laughs> it's happened. Uh, and then the reason I have some experience with surrogacy other than technically medically being one is I'm going through the process of actually being a gestational surrogate where I would not keep the baby right now. So I have looked a lot in and researched a lot about that. Plus also I'm hoping to have actual interviews from intended parents on here and get their side of that as well since most of my clients will be the intended parents. So I kind of run the gamut. Um, also, I have done two egg retrievals myself, so I've gone through that part of the IVF process. Um, so I've kind of just been through it all at this point, pretty much, other than technically using a gestational surrogate, and I have not done in-home insemination. But again, I have the knowledge of that. So that's kind of where I come from it. And I feel like going through that whole process, whether it was the IUI, the RIVF, even now going through the surrogacy, just being the gestational surrogate, it's a lot. It is a lot. So I really wish, like I, I did put my journey out there somewhat on YouTube, but I really wish I had had someone to kind of look to that kind of, you know, just pretty much had the answers and was more, just had a little bit more wisdom than I did at that time and could have just told me like it was gonna be okay. Or, you know, I could have gone to this one place and just had like all the information I needed, you know, of like, why is my IUI not working the first time? You know, those sort of things. Like, I just wish I had had that. And so then as I was going through my different phases of my doula work, which I did previously, I came to the conclusion like, this is where I need to be. This is what I need to do is be that place, be that person for somebody, a queer person or a queer couple or a queer thruple, whatever you are, to come here and have that, have that safe space and that place where it, it's a queer space. You know, I felt like going through my journey, I always had to navigate through straight spaces. You know, I'd, I'd go in these groups and fertility groups and it'd be straight couples or my friends would be trying to get pregnant and they were straight and it's not the same process. It's just, it's just not. Even if you're going through the same thing, IVF or IUIs, it's just not the same, you know, or even just like looking up medical information, like what's the best clinical, look at your success rates, you know, it, it's, it's different for some queer couples. Like we're not necessarily going into it because we've had trauma and infertility, we're just going into it because for our you know, purposes, we didn't have any sperm. <laughs> That's the only reason. So it's just different. And I wish I'd had that place, that space, and that person to look to. So 
That is what I'm hoping to give to you. I want to become that safe place, space, that, that person that you can look to, ask questions, get the knowledge that you need. So that is what this podcast is going to be. So the first few episodes we're gonna be talking about are just the main ways that you can make your queer family. Again, excluding adoption and fostering. But, and that is a legit way. Again, I just don't have that information. So hopefully you guys are as excited as I am to just be starting this journey and making this wonderful new place for all the queers to come, be queer, be here. Let's make some families. Okay, guys, thank you so much for listening today. And if you're on YouTube, thank you so much for watching because this podcast is also on YouTube because accessibility. So if you're not really interested in doing podcasts too much or you just want to see my beautiful face, I do have rainbow glasses. So if you want to see my rainbow glasses and you're listening to the podcast, head over to YouTube Alphabet Fertility Services. That is my YouTube, uh, YouTube account. Um, that is who I am, my company name actually. Um, head over there and look at my beautiful rainbow glasses. I know a lot of people have these, but like for some reason, everyone's always like, whoa, your glasses. But they're just like your standard rainbow glasses. But you can see me there. And again, it's just for accessibility. That way we have captions on things and podcasts just aren't accessible for deaf and hard of hearing people, which my spouse is. So I like to make things accessible. So I hope you guys have enjoyed this and I am so excited to keep going on this journey. So come join me.